Welcome to the Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me, as always, is Mr. Nick Hogel. Nick, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. Uh, we are all in a little bit of different mindsets right now. I am just slowly ending my day while you guys are slowly beginning your day. Yeah, it's it's 6 a.m. here in Texas, and it's what time there in Malaysia? 7 p.m. 7 yeah, p.m. Well, over here. But yeah. the same day. It's still it's still the same day, yes, right? Yes. We're, we're both and on the same day. And you know what? I've, I've, so I've, I'm still chatting with like Becca and my mother, Daniel, you know, just some, some random folks back there. And I get like super confused sometimes because my morning is your evening and it, it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yesterday. And then they're like, no, that was today. And I'm like, no, that was like. So it's 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 a little bit of a challenge to try to keep on uh, page with everything. Yeah, if only the world was flat, was actually <laughs> flat, then there would be no such thing as time zones, right? Because the sun would just come up and go down for everyone at the same time, uh, right? So flat earthers. That would, that would Have you be seen a good that documentary? One. There's a documentary I, out there. I think I did. I, I think I don't know if I finished it because I, I just. Oh, it's like you need I to shut it, it off like halfway through because you're just like really it's 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 like a not even a like a bad accident because you're like really you want to see what's going on. It's just like come on, come on. <laughs> you know? Well, you know it's funny. This does relate to diving. So I I I got some feedback from somebody the other day about the the podcast. They're like, you guys just like chit chat for the first five minutes, and I want to get to the diving. And I was like. Wow, you're really like you can't give five minutes for chit chat. You, you you need to get right into it, huh? It's, it's like, in our bio, okay. dude. <laughs> I know it's. A, <laughs> so if you don't enjoy our chit chat, I apologize. Let's get straight into diving. Yeah. Um, but Let's here's the relation right to diving. It's funny because we we teach about a lot about um you know the idea of you can't just go ask people what they want in a product because um, really they won't know. Right. They'll imagine yeah. lots of things. So instead, if you want to do actual product research, you have to ask them about the past and what they did. And actually, the best thing you can do is observe what they actually are doing. Right. And rather than like even talk about it in some ways. And so we, to drive that point home, oftentimes we, we talk, we show this video. Um, Jimmy Kimmel had a whole series where it was like man on the street interviews where they just made something up, right? <laughs> completely made it up. Uh, and then had people respond. And the funniest one to me was actually in Europe. And this is to pick on some of our European friends who, who love football, which in the uh, US we call soccer. But they literally went to the stadium, different stadiums of Premier League teams. And they said, you know, we want to interview fans. And they went out to the fans and they made up a name of some player, right? They said, oh, and then they asked the fans, what do you think about the team's acquisition of, you know, Joe, Joe Schmo? You know, they made up some, some name. And these fans went on for hours, or not hours, for, for, you know, 10 minutes on, you know, I think he's a good addition to the team. He's got a really good high quality, you know, he's a good defender. You know, he, he did really well over at other, some other club, right? And, and they didn't want to feel like they were in the, you know, out of the loop. And so they just, rambled on about a completely fake name right a completely made up thing as if it was a real thing and i think i remember in that that series uh, or that show of the flat earth it was the same thing it was just like man it's like somehow it crossed the the bridge of becoming true 
And I think the way this relates to diving for my diving friend, get to the diving already, is this can become very, very true for us in diving as well. Because we get normalized to a certain thing or we heard it from so-and-so a reputable source. So it must be true that these are the best fins in the world or, you know, this is, this is the way that you, you attach this or do this or this is the best BCD. And so those stories become true for us, even though it's not necessarily an experience or something that is true that we've had. So anyways, it's a, it's a kind of a goes back to some of Gareth Locke's human diver stuff, but, um, but it's just the narratives that get told without us being a participant in that narrative. We don't want to feel like we're missing out. We don't want to feel like we don't know what we're talking about in diving. Same thing with flat earth. It seems same thing with <laughs> this, you know, football clubs, same thing in diving in a lot of different areas. Maybe it'd be fun to do an episode on some of those well, things that we see. No, I agree with that too. Cause I mean, even if you think about it or if you think about it, uh, if that's what you're taught and you don't know any better, that's what you're pushing. That's what you're like, no, this is how I was taught. This is the correct way. And, um, it's, it's a journey for everybody for sure to, to figure out, like, oh, that's that's not the way or, you know, different different strokes for different folks. You know, certain things work for certain people might not work for you or me or them, but it works for that individual. So but no, I, I yeah, I, I like that because uh, definitely you don't know what you don't know. I think we've said who, it. Who are the flat earthers times. of scuba? <laughs> oh, Lord. Split fins? Episode. Split fins? No. And I know I bag <laughs> on split fins a lot. <laughs> I, I feel bad because... Um, I, you know, I, I do know people that, that have to because of knee issues and this and that. And, and, um, so just remember, it's all a joke about the split fins, you know, but I guess it just depends on where, where you're going and what you want to do. You know, I, you know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> True. Well, for, so for today's episode, what we wanted to focus on. Well, let's is, apologize to your friend for chit-chatting there for about five minutes. Oh, yeah. Sorry for the chit-chat. <laughs> Daniel, go go change the bio. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, today's episode, I think what we wanted to focus on. So, Nick, you have finally arrived in Malaysia, and we wanted to talk a little bit about your path there, what that's like, how you're settling in. But also, we wanted to talk about how do you acclimate to a new dive kind of environment. So you haven't been there before. You're trying to figure it out. Where are the local dive shops? Who, Who's who? So on and so forth. All these things. And I think this is really relevant for some of us because if you move from your local wherever spot, right, all of a sudden you're in a brand new space. Whether you're moving from... Austin, Texas to Dallas, Texas, or you're moving from Austin, Texas to Malaysia, there's an adjustment <laughs> to your to your diving, to your local diving, to your support system that's around you uh, when it comes to your diving. So I think we wanted to focus on on that with with the background of of your journey to Malaysia and you getting settled in and, and all those things. So you ready to uh, to do this? Oh, let's dive right in. podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table with your hosts, Nick Hogel and Jay Gardner. 
All right. So you're finally in Malaysia. So one, congratulations. You, you survive the journey, which back in the day was not an easy thing. <laughs> now it's just jump on a plane <laughs> or seven planes and you're there. Back in the day, it was like you arrived without scurvy. Amazing. You know? <laughs> How far so you back arrived. are we going right now? Oh, uh, we can go all the way back. You yeah, swam <laughs> all the way there without drowning or getting eaten your by ma- Your sharks. makeshift shaft that you made from a couple of trees. Um, uh, <laughs> so I uh, – you know, the 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 journey of actually getting here was quite a uh, – uh, exciting one not not my typical type of journey that i usually like to do but um i mean i think you all know me by now i like to kind of you know if i if i have some time i'm gonna I don't, i'm not a big guy that likes to rush right so i show up to the airport like three and a half hours early just so i could check my bags in get you know to a bar grab a beer before i'm about to do this long traveling journey and uh I don't know if anybody's flown in the past, I, I want to say even like six months. Um, flights are just crazy right now. Delayed flights, just things going on. So it's a little bit of a crazy thing. But um, I had an hour layover. I was leaving Austin. I can't even remember it now. I was leaving Austin and then I was landing somewhere. I had an hour layover before I was going to get on my next plane. And I get there and they're like, your flight's delayed an hour. And I'm like, Okay, that sucks. I'm missing my connecting flight. This is not going to be a great start to a journey. Um, and then the the flight, uh, you know, the person behind the desk was like, "Hey, we can get you on a flight in 30 minutes. Um, that will go here, and then we'll go there, and you can make your flight, your like your connecting flight or whatnot." And uh, I was like, "Okay, let's do it." And of course, like check my bags in, run through the airport, get stuck behind the slowest person. You know the the whole story. Like just the slowest person and I like felt bad because I wanted to cut them. Like I missed them. I missed being in front of them by like two steps and make it on my flight and then land on the next flight, have to rush. And then it was just like a horrendous nightmare. And uh, I land in um, Singapore, finally get a little bit of time to grab something to eat, actually just kind of sit back and relax. I think I had like two, three hours before the flight. And uh um, I hop on my flight. I get here, you know, it's probably like 35 hours of traveling. And granted, I've been driving for a long time in the United States, right? So uh, I land in Malaysia. And if for you folks that don't know out there in the United States and m- certain parts of the world, they uh, drive on a certain side of the road. Other parts of the world, they drive on the other side of the road. Oh, those never, Brits. Yeah, never driven on the other side of the road before. Never driven on the other side of the car. And literally land, get through customs. And the they're like, hey, the, the guy's going to meet you there. And he's just going to give you the rental car. So like, I walk out of the airport. The guy sees me. He's like, hey, here's your keys. Shows me where the car is. It's like parked. Like in the traffic lane, you know, like where you drop people off or pick people up. He's like, okay, cool. And it just says, see you later. <laughs> and I'm just like, I literally like have not been that nervous driving in a long time. I swear. I was like, okay, we're, we're in it. We're doing this. And, uh, it was about like a 30 minute drive from the airport to get to where my hotel was. 
And it, it was um, it was kind of a nerve wracking thing because my phone really wasn't working because it's just, you know, not the network and all this stuff. So I'm just looking at signs. I don't understand how to read the language. I'm just like, OK, this is we're we're, we're in the thick of it right now. <laughs> um, but luckily, made it to my hotel. It was uh, it was all good. Everything worked out. Uh, I actually sent uh, uh, Daniel and Jay a little video just like because I keep probably for the first like three or four days, I kept getting in the wrong side of the car because I'm just so used to it. You know, (laughs) it's so weird because you're just so used to it. Like you don't even think about, oh, I need to go to the left side of the car to get in to start driving. And uh, yeah, it was it's been it's been pretty funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy, right? It's like because everything's back. I mean, it's not really once you're in it. It's not all that crazy, but if you think too much about it, then it's crazy. Like the, oh, there's like you have to completely turn your brain off. It's insane. And to be honest, uh, one thing that's actually helped me quite a bit is um, I actually need to be in the flow of traffic uh, because I could just follow the cars in front of me. If I'm on a if I'm on an empty road, I revert back to what I know, you know, because I'm like, oh, okay. But if I see a car in front of me, I'm like, okay, I'm going the right way. Um, and oddly enough, I'm, I'm two weeks as of today. Two weeks as of today. Uh, well, a, a little over two weeks. And so I've been driving around quite a bit. And um, there's a couple of things that still get me just... And it's so funny. Um, here, when you turn your blinkers on, it's on the right side of the steering wheel facing the door, facing the driver's side door. You know, over there, it's on the left side facing the door. So I'll go to turn my blinkers on with my left hand and then the wipers just start going, you know, and I was, I was driving. You have with the cleanest some, windshields yeah. in Malaysia. <laughs> I was driving with some coworkers and like, you know, it was the first time I was driving and like talking, you know, and, and had other people in the car and I like kept doing that and they're just laughing and I'm just like, Dude. <laughs> like this dumb foreigner. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. So, um, I know I've, uh, to, to bring it back to scuba a little bit. Um, so I landed here on a Thursday. Uh, I, I showed up to my new job Friday morning just to kind of, you know, meet and greet, see what's going on. And they're just like, Hey, take the, you know, take just, you know, glad to meet you. Take the rest of the day, take the weekend and we'll see you on Monday. And, um, for you folks that don't know, I am, uh, in the Penang area of Malaysia. Uh, I think it's about three, four hours north of Kuala Lumpur uh, on the coast. I could actually see the ocean from my new apartment, which is really cool. Um, And I did a little bit of research uh, about the scuba diving shops. So kind of going back to, you know, how to get into the diving scene here and figuring out um, actually talking about the topic that we (laughs) brought up today. (laughs) Um, So I had that Friday off. I actually left my new job and me just being the scuba hound that I am. First thing I did was like, okay, I'm going to go and visit the scuba shops. Um, I've been looking them up online just kind of, you know, before I got here just to see where they were at. So I had an idea of where they were at. Most of them are on the Island of Penang. So Penang is part of the mainland. It's also an Island uh, in this area of Malaysia that I am. And uh, there are a couple scuba shops listed. So I was like, okay, let me, let me go and, uh, kind of, you know, just see what's going on, introduce, see what's, you know, what's, what's happening, 
what the dive scene is like, you know, if, is there a dive scene? And, um, so I went to the first place. Um, I can't remember the name of the shop. Um, and, uh, it was literally, it was like a house with a banner on front, knocked on the door, nothing. Um, I even, I even, uh, message the person was like hey is this is this shop open um i still think it's left on unread so i'm just going to and that was two weeks ago over two weeks ago or actually two weeks to this day um so i'm assuming that shop's no more um yeah and, and then yeah yeah <laughs> safe, safe <laughs> um, assumption yeah yeah because a, lo- a lot of it here is whatsapp i don't think i mean i don't know i'm not sure i haven't seen house phones but you know for you international travelers travelers out there i'm sure you know all about whatsapp um, so I go to the next shop, right? I'm like, okay, let's, let's check this place out. And, um, it's in this like hotel type thing, big pool in the back. I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is looking good. Um, and I peeked through the window. It looked like a storage unit for a while. There was glass in the window and I'm like, okay, a lot of scuba stuff on the inside, but it just looked like there had been nothing there or the the shop closed and and nothing had been going on and um I spoke to someone because they they it was like a hotel type thing and they're like oh you want to learn how to scuba dive and I was just like yeah sure you know um <laughs> uh, like who do I call and uh ended up getting in contact with somebody um and we were messaging back and forth a little bit um not the greatest of news f- from my initial you know hearing from them but. I was like, hey, like, you know, what's 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 up around here? Is there a scuba scene? Is there local diving? Like, what's going on? We're right next to the ocean. Um, and they're like, oh, no, there's really no local diving. The, the closest one is two hours away um, on an island. Uh, you know, we just do classes here. And then I think they do a trip, you know, to the island to kind of finish out the classes. Um, just seemed very, like, bleak and not inviting. Um, and you know, I was trying to chat with them like, well, Hey, can we like get on a call? And you know, can I just talk with you for a little bit? Just kind of see what's going on. And, um, it, to, to be honest, it almost seemed like I was bothering them, you know, like it wasn't very inviting. And, uh, so I kind of stopped communication with them cause, um, I'm hard to believe that if there's an ocean right there, there's diving, you know, like gr- regardless of, you know, especially coming from Lake Travis, like I'm okay with murky water doesn't bother me. Um, so there, I, I just, I'm like, okay, there's gotta be something. But, um, and then, uh, after that, I went to another shop to check it out, pulled up, same thing. It looked like they were just storing boxes there at this point. Um, and then there was a fourth shop, which I will be honest, I didn't go by just cause I was kind of like beaten down at that point. <laughs> like, there's no shops here. I'm just, I just want to go back to the hotel. Um, so that, that's still, you know, in, in, the future maybe i'll try to go out there this weekend um but uh i i I just i i find it hard to believe that there isn't a diving scene here because um there is a little bit of diving here i just have to find the people that are doing it i don't think it's as as uh um uh what's the word i'm looking for advertised maybe maybe it's just kind of some different stuff but even if it's just local divers working on boats at the ocean I know there's some that di- we're by the ocean. So someone's jumping in the water, breathing off of a regulator. It's happening. I just got to figure out how to do it. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of, uh, I haven't looked further into the journey. Like this is my first weekend I actually have to, to where I have some time 
Um, so I'm going to kind of look into it further, try to reach out and make some other contacts. Um, just because I, I do believe there is a diving. And if there's not, then maybe it's my task to start one here. <laughs> you know? There you go. Like, um, and uh, that's the thing. Like I, uh, this new apartment complex I, I have that I just moved into, there's a huge pool. Um, actually, kind of a fun fact. It's the longest pool supposedly in Malaysia. Um, in the apartment complex that I moved in, it's only, uh, it's, it's a little shy of two meters deep, which is a little shy of, it's, I think it's like five, Six five feet. and a half feet deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it's like, I think it's like 1.6 or 1.7. Um, so that might be my diving scene. I don't know. Like I'll go buy <laughs> some tanks and, you know, just so I can get in the water and keep skills up and do things like that. Um, you know, if anything, if I swim from one end to the pool or dive from one end to the pool to the other, it'll be a nice long dive, right? <laughs> it's the longest <laughs> pool. Um, but and no, you'll so, never run out of gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so the, the journey is ongoing and, um, I've thought of, of a couple different ways to try to, you know, figure out more. I, I just find it hard to believe being this close to the ocean, there's no diving scene. And, and it just might be, um, you know, kind of an un, unsaid thing. Cause to be honest, when I first moved to Texas, uh, I didn't know there was diving there, you know, um, it took me about a year and a half from the first time I dove while I was living in Texas, I dove overseas, came back. Uh, I didn't research it that much and I didn't know that there was diving. And, um, I think that there's going to be diving here, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, I think that highlights some interesting stuff there because if you think about it, you know, the, your journey there in terms of where your process there was, okay, do some research online, what's available, right. In terms of what you can even find online and then to go to the actual brick and mortar LDS, right? The the local dive shop and try to get a scene, try to find a contact, so on and so forth. And and so far, no luck. And what's interesting about that is one, it it kind of highlights the idea that one of the roles, and I think that maybe this is a role if you're a dive shop owner out there, that, that you don't realize that you play so integral to the diving communities around the globe is that central hub, right? If you had walked into one of those shops and it's buzzing and there's people in there and you can talk to the employees or the shop owner and, and get a vibe and get some insider information. It's amazing. So, I mean, there's a, there's a community hub that, that dive brick and mortar dive centers really can play that online can never replace in a lot of ways. Cause I mean, if you think about even just your process and thought process there, it was let's go meet some people, not you know let's study up online and then we'll figure it out. I mean, imagine if you're in a place like you know Scapa Flow, like there's gonna be plenty online, you know what I mean that you can read yeah. about. But maybe in a place where it's not a dive destination necessarily, Austin, Texas is a good example. Um, but it sounds like Penang's a good example. Maybe there's not gonna be you know a bunch of advertising quote unquote online or a buzz online. And so you went to that shop. And I think that's really interesting because that's one of the things that we've talked about in the past is what is the role of a local dive shop? 
And obviously, you can buy things online, right? So they're not your one source of equipment purchases. Obviously, you can get things serviced in different places, right? Or do it yourself if you train yourself or train train to do it. So they're not your one-stop service shop. You know, I, I literally just got my regs back. It's been two months. It's ridiculous, oh. right? And they didn't they didn't say a thing. You know, when I went in there, I was like, other than here's the bill, which was grossly overpriced in my opinion. And I'm like, man, I'm not coming back here. Like, that's crazy. You know, you, 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 you're a month late, number one. Number two, you don't acknowledge it at all. And number three, like, this is a ridiculous price for this. You know what I mean? Like, I know how much the stuff should cost and it's, it's, you know, 30, 40% overpriced. Um, but I paid for it, took them out and <laughs> go back. Right. So they're not Lesson a service learned, shop. I guess. Yeah. Um, tra- travel, obviously you can book lots of different ways, you know? Uh, la, 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 la. So training is one thing, the quality of training that you just can't go online and get right and fine. But even as you advance, you're still doing research on different, you know, instructors and, and those things. But community, that's something that's irreplaceable, especially for someone who's showing up, trying to get plugged into a new environment, um, to have that hub, to be that hub, to be welcoming to a new diver who's showing up. I think that's a role that, that the local dive shops can play and probably can optimize the heck out of it and are probably are not realizing right now that's what their role is in a lot of ways for your local diving community. And when you're a hub, then there's things you can build around a community that are really valuable. So I'm, I'm a little bit on my soapbox about the LDS. Um, you know, I, I have some strong opinions. We've talked to some amazing people about their opinions about dive shops in the past and past episodes. But, um, but I think it's really cool to show your process and to highlight the fact that, Hey, the, the local dive shop was where your thought process went in order to get plugged into community. And so far, no luck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Far, failure, you, you know, empty, empty buildings and storage units full of scuba gear. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even know if it's scuba gear. I just saw boxes, you know. Well, one one place there was like scuba gear, um, and and you know, to be fair, um, we just got through a pandemic. Um, you know, for for some of you folks, a lot of you folks probably don't know, but I I actually uh, had this opportunity to come out to Malaysia last year, like over a year ago, was my first contact. Um, with this job that I'm now um at, it's non scuba related. Um, we 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 basically kind of started the interview process. We started talking, and uh, it got put on hold because there was another flare up in the pandemic. Um, and then as soon as the the you know the borders started reopening and people were able to travel again more freely, you know, uh. We we have to face facts that a lot of businesses suffered. I mean, the scuba diving industry suffered immensely. People were not able to travel to these places and go scuba diving. So, um, to be fair, it might be that. Like, there, you know, I wish I could have popped in here. I was here four years ago. I didn't think to go and check out the diving scene um, here. It might have been very different four years ago, three years ago, before this pandemic hit. To the point where 
you know, a place like Penang where it's not a dive destination, a scuba shop, you know, that is not a priority for a lot of people during a pandemic. Um, and I don't know, you know, I know it hit Malaysia, it hit everywhere hard. So I'm not just going to say Malaysia. Um, but things might have just took a, a downturn for the worse during the pandemic to the point where they're like, okay, we can't, we can't move forward or we have to figure out something. Um, and maybe that's why that person, uh, still had that sign in front of their house because they're like, this is something I'm going to get back to. But for right now, I can't accommodate it because it's just not, it's, you know, that's not what people are looking for. People are trying to still get back on their feet. People are still trying to do, um, get back to, you know, their normal routine of, I mean, what we're, we're almost what, two, three years in two over two, right. Since this whole thing started. Um, and, and who knows, maybe, you know, that's kind of, uh, fate's crazy way of saying, Nick, this is your opportunity to start the dive scene <laughs> the in Penang, you. you know? And, um, because yeah, like, like I said, if, if I'm this close to the ocean, um, you're, you're not going to tell me there's no diving here. There, there's just no way. Like, like I said, whether it might be someone just jumping under to, to fix a prop, um, or do this or that, you know, it just might be a, a very different thing. Um, but either way, you know, there's there's some diving, you know, within a quick, you know, not quick, but a, a few hour drive for me, uh, a few, a couple, you know, a few, a couple to few hour boat rides. Um, that this is my second week here. Um, I'm I already told myself one month in I'm going to be diving somewhere in Malaysia, <laughs> whether it be me diving in the pool at the the apartment complex that I'm living at. Um, and because that's another thing too, is I, I researched and there's actually quite a few um, uh, shops in Kuala Lumpur, or there's definitely like a little bit of a scene from what I figured out online, you know, servicing or um, instruction down there. And Kuala Lumpur is, you know, not the closest city to an ocean. So obviously, if if there's something down there, I just find it hard to believe that there's not something up here, but like I said, it, it might have just been, you know, because um, pretty much as soon as they were able to let people through the border was when I was reached out, like, or when they reached out to me, like, hey, are you still interested in this job? Like, you can come over here now. And, you know, it's still a little bit hard for some people to travel. And, and some people are just very weary of travel right now, right? Like, some people are like, no, I'm not going to travel until I don't think this thing's ever going away, but. Um, I think traveling will ease up. People will start traveling more and, um, it'll get better. But, um, either way, like I'm, I'm, I'm like every day I probably do some sort of search like, okay, next day off, I'm going to go and check this place out. Um, I might have to go to Kuala Lumpur to buy some tanks. I don't really know. And then I could get them shipped here. You know, like you said, we could buy stuff online, but I want to, I want to get into that dive scene, meet people, talk to people like, Hey, Face to face, you know, oh, you seem cool. Let's go grab a beer. Let's chit chat and tell me all about the Malaysia diving scene. Um, I actually found a, uh, in my research, there was a, a group. Um, I, and I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm the only person in the world to do this, but, uh, coming to Malaysia, <laughs> I was like, cause there's some lakes there. I was like, what's the freshwater diving in Malaysia, right? <laughs> the pool. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I come to a place cause there's a few lakes and, um, I, I found that there was like a group that goes around to the different freshwater spots, you know, and maybe that's who I need to link up with because, um, you know, there's there's some lakes, there's there's bodies of water 
there's bodies of water, there's going to be a scuba diver somewhere there. Sure. Um, and actually, uh, uh, there's actually, a, 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 I believe, a budding cave diving scene in Malaysia as well. Um, I've, uh, I know that there's, there's a group in Indonesia that just started doing cave training and, 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 um, they're kind of pushing that front. And, um, I, I believe that there's definitely unexplored places out here. Um, I just have to meet and talk to the right people, um, and see what's going on because I just don't think it's a priority for, for a big part of the population, um, and then you have weirdos like me that come in and I'm like, that's, that's my priority, not necessarily cave diving, but just diving in general. Um, so yeah, I am, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where this journey goes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I think you bring up a good point about COVID because so my family is more personal side of things, but, but we were part of the, the Novid I think they call were calling people people that uh, that hadn't got COVID yet, uh, and you know we were going on two and a half years strong. And and the reason I know exactly where what timing that is is because my youngest daughter was born in February in 2020, and then I think it was like March 1st. I remember us having conversations right after her birth about having whether or not we do the birthday parties for the other two girls, right? With COVID coming out. And I think in March was was when the lockdown happened. So she was born literally a couple of weeks before lockdown. So all I have to know is when did COVID start is how old is my it's my youngest daughter. And now I know. But anyway, we went through two and a half years with three kids, you know, all that stuff, um, without yet getting COVID. It was, it was kind of like one of those things I have actually read an article on like they're doing studies on people who hadn't yet got COVID because they wanted to know if it's a genetic thing or environmental thing or what it was. So a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago now, um, three or three or four weeks ago, my kids went back to school. So they're in, you know, second grade and pre-K and all that. And sure enough, like, you know, one of them comes home and wasn't feeling good, which we know, we know, you know, as soon as your kids go back to school, for all you parents out there, you know, you're like two weeks of suffering, you know, whenever they go back to school, whether it's summer break or winter break or whatever it is, it's just they get sick because now they're in this petri dish of other kids. And that's a good thing for their immune systems in their life. It's a terrible thing for families because it just, you know, it goes around <laughs> the merry-go-round of, of everyone gets sick at a different time and you're all miserable for two weeks. So one of the kids came home sick, no big deal. Um, we tested negative. Okay, we have some cold. It starts going around the family, and all of a sudden, my my oldest daughter just crashed. You know, high fever, not herself, all the stuff. We're like, okay, and we tested her, um, and you know, after a week of being sick, um, she tested positive. We're like, oh, here we go. So again, we're in the testing. Everybody got sick. You probably hear some of it still in my voice. Shockingly, I have yet to test positive. My wife turned positive and got it and was down. So we were talking, I think last week or two weeks ago when during this whole thing. And it was like for her, it was down, you know, like she was couldn't move type thing for a week. So like a Sunday and she said, I need to go lay down for a minute. Okay. 830, eight in the morning, something like that. 
I didn't see her again <laughs> until like 10 o'clock at night. She woke up for a minute, you know what I mean? Type of thing. So it's like, oh, now I've got three kids. We're all stuck at home. You know, one of them has COVID. The other two have some sort of cold. I'm sick. I don't feel good. And we can't go anywhere. Usually my strategy as a dad is like when I have all three kids flying solo, let's go do something. Let's go to the park. Let's go run an errand. Let's go to home. They love going to Home Depot. Let's go to Home Depot and just look at stuff. You know, like whatever. I love it doesn't going really to matter. Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, it doesn't matter. Let's go find something to do and let's get into it. You know, let's go eat. Let's go whatever. That's always my strategy because we have fun going out together. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, but I can't do that. We can't even go to the park because the kids have COVID. They're, you know, give it to other kids. So anyways, it was, you know, a couple of weeks of daddy daycare. <laughs> super stressful, uh, you know, and, and impactful to everything. You know, I, I couldn't really work. We didn't record like, you know, all these things. Um, I haven't been diving because, you know, if you have any idea that you might have COVID, it's probably not a good idea to get in the water until you're not showing any sort of symptoms. I've been diving, been doing a lot of uh, reading about diving. And I think I bought, um, I found my, we talked about before of getting a Perdix. Uh, so I, I found mine, uh, the Perdix AI. Uh, you know, I bought it from a guy in Japan. Uh, so I think, I think I've been a, in a bad spot of like buying things for scuba uh, because I can't get in the water. That's, <laughs> that, that's that COVID buy. I mean, dude, Amazon uh, went crazy during COVID. Yeah, Everybody I, just, was like, I can't get in the water. I need stuff. I'm actually right now in the process of building out, finally building out my scuba workshop in my garage. So uh, I literally have the lumber sitting in there to build out my, my big workbench and um, reorganize the entire garage around scuba. It's like, it's mine now, you know, like the garage is mine. Like that's all well, I live with, <laughs> with four women. Right. And then there's me and there, there's no daddy space. It's all kids. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, the garage is now mine. Like no one touch it. The kid stuff is out of here. You keep your bikes in here, but that's it. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm it's now mine. So anyway, um, long story a little bit longer. You're right. I, I hadn't had, we hadn't had, I should say, as a family, that experience. We've seen a lot of other people go through that experience of how disruptive the virus can be. Um, well, our family just went through it and it was extremely disruptive. And we're still in, you know, recovery. I think we're finally over, like, the, I still have a little bit of a cough. I don't, I still have tested negative. So either, you know, I have some weird thing where I won't ever test positive, um, but still have it, or I had some other, you know, cold alongside of this uh, coincidentally but but yeah i mean it is impactful and it was impactful to dive shops and it was impactful to different locations in different ways and and i think there are people that you know might be out there that are scared to get back in the water after having it because of the long covid stuff and so i think you make a, a good point that you know there was a huge disruption and people are starting to get back on their feet now starting to figure it out and uh, certainly, I think that gives an opportunity, and this is my soapbox, back to my soapbox, it gives an opportunity to rethink how we re-engage, right? If, if you're in that position, to rethink how we, what we want to build, because what we built, you know, didn't work in, in COVID or, or we struggled. So I'm really looking forward to, I feel like the story we're going to, we're going to hear from, we're going to be recording next week or a week from there, and the story is going to go like, you know, and then I went down this alley 
and I knocked on this door and you had to have a special knock. And then I had to wear a green shirt and then the door opened and there were all the scuba divers. Yeah, I know, <laughs> so right? Anyway, that's hoping, how the story is going to end. I'm hoping. And uh, so, I mean, there's, there's, you know, some, some positive, some lights in the distance. Uh, so being in the part of the world that I am, um, there is a lot of scuba diving in this part of Southeast Asia. It's just a mecca for diving. There's diving everywhere, right? And, uh, you know, in my research before I even got out here, uh, one cool thing that I was seeing is a lot of dive expos everywhere. A lot of diving, like, you know, just get-togethers, these huge, you know, uh, events where businesses... Uh, uh, people, you know, just whatever they come out and, um, you know, showcase their stuff or talk about whatever. And, um, another wonderful thing about where I am right now is, uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, not even just Malaysia, but, you know, I'm a very short flight away from Kuala Lumpur. Um, and that's like a, it's a major hub to get to a lot of these different places, which is very exciting for me. So I know it's like, okay, um, I can, you know, get down there and then get to the Philippines. I can get down there. I can fly from here to Thailand. I could, uh, get to Singapore. And then that's like a like a worldwide hub for everywhere. Right. Um, but next month, uh, I'm very excited. There's a huge, uh, it's the Asia dive expo going on in Singapore. And, um, I even, I was telling, uh, Becca, my girlfriend, uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows she's my girlfriend at this point, so I don't need to tell anybody. <laughs> but, um, I was telling her, I was like, hey, you know, just to let you know, a month after I get there, I'm already planning a trip to Singapore to this dive expo. Uh, there's some really cool speakers that are going to be there. There's going to be people from Malaysia. Uh, there's going to be people from all over Southeast Asia. And I'm, I'm really excited to uh, just go down there and, and, you know, rub shoulders with, you know, some big names in the industry. Just um, and, and I think that's going to be a great learning event for me too, uh, just to, to, you know, hear some speakers, but also to talk to people and be like, Hey, tell me what's going on with Malaysia. Tell me, tell me where to go. Tell me where I can be. You know, um, I know there's diving here. There's gotta be diving somewhere. I mean, I know there's obviously diving in Malaysia, but it, it's just going to be a great place to, to talk to people. And even if they're, um, you know, Singapore's just, it's an hour flight from me. So it's like, you know, you asked, Austinites going to Houston or Dallas, hopping on a plane and just getting right over there. Um, so I'm super excited about that. And, you know, there's, there's usually stuff in, in the Philippines. I, I already have a shop. I've reached out to a guy um, and I've kind of just in contact with him. We haven't set down any dates yet, um, but I know I'm going to go down there and it's a wreck diving hub, like cool World War II wrecks. Um, uh, and just to, to you know, it, it like... Um, he, he's kind of a, a, a big, he has like a big following. Um, and I almost felt kind of when I first started reaching out to him, how I felt when I was reaching out to under the jungle, <laughs> like, Hey, this is, here's this huge name. I'm, I'm talking to you after seeing you for so long, like online and this and that, this is kind of crazy to me. Um, so I'll, you know, as soon as, you know, when that starts happening, I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but no, I'm just excited because, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't look at it as a, a deterrent. I look at it as like, okay, how am I going to make this happen? Like, I'm, I'm, um, and and maybe that is going to be part of your journey. You, you know, you might be somewhere 
um, in landlocked United States and you're like, oh, there's I'm, I'm a big scuba diver, but there's no diving around here. Um, don't don't take that for an answer. Go and find the diving. Be the diver. Be the diver. You know? Be um, the diver. But, yeah, yeah. So um, just go and, and be find the it diver you want to see in the world. <laughs> 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 um, but no, so it's 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 an exciting journey because. Uh, so funny thing. Um, I I don't know if I had said this, but uh, when I was packing to move out here for this job. I literally was like, okay, I am packing 98% of my dive gear and then whatever else I can fit in there, but it's all going to be dive gear. And literally, I was true to that. <laughs> I packed all my dive gear and then I was like stuffing clothes in between the dive gear to like pad the dive gear. And uh, I'm like, I'll just buy clothes when I get out there. Like, it's not a big deal. And um, I literally, when I, uh, I I got here and for about a week, I was in a hotel until I found an apartment. And uh, I literally got to the apartment and just like pack, unpacked all my dive gear. And like, I'm like, okay, finally, finally, I can see it. I can, I can see you. You, you will unpacked be used. it all, laid it on the bed and then rolled around in it for yeah, a few minutes. <laughs> I was like, you, you will be used. You will be utilized. I missed you, my precious. <laughs> yeah. And um, it will happen. And, um, and that's actually, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, see where this journey goes. And I hope that you're excited to see where the journey goes as well, all you listeners out there, because um, it is going to be a journey. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, for those people that struggle of, oh, I just moved somewhere new and I don't know what the diving scene is like. Oh, I checked out a couple of places. There is no diving scene. Don't, don't take that for an answer. Go, go and find that diving scene, you know? Um, because because the, there is one, there's always a diving scene. They might just be in a back room, you know, like some hidden bar. What do they call it? Like a speakeasy somewhere. You know, <laughs> it, it'll it'll be there. You just gotta find it, or if not, create one. And and that might be my role here. I have no idea. Um, I just you know with with ships and ocean. Don't tell me there's no diving here. That that's not that's not an answer that will fly with me. Well, good stuff. We're we're looking forward. I'm looking forward to keep on hearing how it goes. And most of all, we're glad you're safe and getting settled. And you know, had your little moment of snuggling with your dive gear. It's always a always a special moment <laughs> after you've been away for so long. I'm uh, I'm glad um, you're doing good too. COVID's no joke for sure. So I'm glad you and the family are doing good. Yeah, we're we're back. Uh, and so I real- wanted. I was oh, going to say sorry. real quick, uh, uh, real quick. I mean, I know you haven't been diving, but, and I know I've only been gone but two weeks, but I heard you guys got some rain. Any, any news on the, on the, uh, hopefully the lake level's coming up? No, yes. I don't no, know. So I actually just read, uh, all about that yesterday because I was interested in the same thing and, and went and did some measurements. Uh, long story short, the ground was so dry. We got about two, three inches of rain, at least where I was. Um, I have one of those little weather stations uh, here <laughs> that, that tells you exactly what the weather is, you know, because it's such a guessing game in a lot of ways. But long story short, we got about two to three inches of rain. And what I read, the, the scientists were telling us that the ground was so dry that it sucked all of that into the ground, even though it rained really hard. So usually that's a lot of runoff. And the lake levels, it both 
Travis and Buchanan were lower this week than they were last week, even Ugh. though we had rain. So none That's of that water so from, from, you know, the, the streams. Cause I mean, it's not just that the, the rain falls into the lake. Yes, that, that can help. Where it really fills up the lake is where all the, the streams and, and tributaries and things are, or I don't think they're tributaries, they're streams, um, and creeks overflow into the lake. That's how the whole system is designed, right? Is so that everything flows into the lake. Well, if it's soaking into the ground wherever you are, you know, and never actually ends up in the lake, then the lake level is not going to go up. And so it was, it actually went down even though we got rain. So, ah, that's a um, bummer. yeah, it, the, the projections say it's going to continue to go down until summer. And then hopefully there's, uh, or until summer's over. And then hopefully, you know, there's a really wet kind of fall that starts to fill things back up. But who knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I know you need to get, uh, the, in order for Travis to fill up, you need to get, more rain over like the Lano, Buchanan, um, that area, like, like northwest of Austin, cause then it all filters down. Um, so if it could be pouring rain in Austin and if they don't get any rain, then yeah, that, that's just kind of the outcome. Which, which do is a bummer. Yeah. Well, man, I'm sorry all to right. hear about that. Well, good. I, I wanted to wrap up with something special here at the end. So, um, this week, whether we knew it or not, uh, but I, I realized it this week, our 25th episode came out. So right. our, this is our quarter episode. So we're doing something. <laughs> we're, we're doing something. Good. <laughs> we're doing something okay. But, but what that means, and this is the crazy part is we can guarantee there is over one full day, 24 hours <laughs> of Nick and Jay. Talking nonsense. So don't scare uh, them. Huge, don't scare them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge milestone in my mind that we've lo- like that you and I have for 24 hours. Um, you know, at least that's what's been recorded. There's been a lot more <laughs> that's been said. But I wanted to say congratulations to you on our 25th episode. Um, Happy it's 25. Not, you know, it's our centennial. Is that it? No. What's the what's the 25th? Uh, is it the diamond anniversary? I don't know. Daniel can tell us. Um, but but 25 episodes have come out, uh, have come and gone. And so this will, you know, th- that was pretty exciting for me, I thought. Uh, so... Anyways, congratulations. It's been a fun journey and uh, I wanted to make sure that I pointed that out as we wrap things up today. Cool, cool. No, and um that's awesome. 25 episodes. Man, we're not sick of each other yet. That's that's good. And we and, haven't been canceled. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Well, we haven't released those certain episodes yet. <laughs> yeah, those few episodes that uh, you know, the, um, the split fin episode. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Um, well, but no, good. that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but no, on a on a quick end note, so it's it's kind of funny because uh, back to me moving to Malaysia. Um, when uh, before I was talking to Jay, because Jay spent you spent some time out here in Malaysia, and yes, you were telling me um, you're like, oh, it's the, everyone says la like like la afterwards, and I like I didn't quite understand it, you know. And uh, I get out here and it's quite funny because um, it's like very subtle at first. I didn't really pick it up. And I was even hear- hearing it on the radio and I was just like, oh, they're just speaking in their language, right? Like that's what it is. And then I kept picking it up to now it's like indistinguishable. I can tell when somebody does it. And it's like, yeah, like a- not after everything, but after a lot of stuff, it's just like, 
you know, like, okay, la, like, you know, like, and, and it's just hey, so la. like, just to kind of like ease things over. It's, it's kind of like my, um, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is similar. like, it, it's, 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 but just, it's countrywide almost. It feels like. No, it, oh, I Everywhere mean, I went in, in Malaysia, I said that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I even, I, I brought it up to somebody and they're like, oh, you know, it's just kind of, kind of to let you know that things are cool, you know, like, hey, are yeah. you done? Like, but not like, are you done? It's like, oh, are you done, yeah. man? You know, or maybe yeah. it's like the man of things. It's like or a man, yeah. Or dude, bro. Or, or, well, yeah, you know, dude, and it's just, yeah. it's super funny because um, I, I like hear it on the radio and, and at first I didn't pick it up, but now it's just indistinguishable. It's it's kind of funny. It's it's awesome. I, I like it. Uh, but I remember you were telling me about that. So I just wanted to uh, inform you of that little bit of information. I was right. I yeah. remembered correctly. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's um, a good thing to remember. But yeah, correctly. Malaysia's awesome, and and uh, hopefully I'll build up that dive table scene in Malaysia. If anything, if there's no dive scene in Penang, there's going to be a dive table scene. That's right. That's right. Well, good. If you've enjoyed this episode, connect with us. That's www.thedivetable.com. We'd love to connect with you there. You can send us a message, say howdy. You can uh, reach out, send an email, whatever you'd like. But we'd love to hear from you. We've been hearing from a lot of listeners, and, and it's awesome whenever we get those emails. We we got to figure out if we can start doing a, a email segment, like read people's emails or messages. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd at be fun. At the end of these things. Um, so yeah, connect with us at thedivetable.com. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, great. Uh, send it to whoever you know. That helps us out in our you know uh, growth of of the podcast. And if you didn't like it and you're sick of hearing, you know, about Nick's trip to Malaysia or me getting, not getting COVID, um, then send it to someone you don't like. That still helps us. It helps you, you, you know, you get to torture somebody with something you don't like and we get to grow our listenership. So it's, it's awesome. Um, either way, it helps us, but we are really, really happy that you spent the time with us today. And we're really thankful for all of our listeners and our community that's growing out there. We just want to say a, a huge thank you to everybody that's been a supporter and that continues to support us. I mean, we get messages all over the place and got a message this morning, actually, bright and early, woke up to it. Hey, I listened to the podcast on my drive to X and, you know, I really like the analogy of, of you know, chocolate ice cream and, and vanilla ice cream and whatever it was, right, that we were using. So, uh, really thankful for all our listeners and appreciate you and, and looking forward to seeing how things go, Nick, with you now in Malaysia and me up at 6 a.m. Uh, and Daniel up at 6 a.m. doing this and you're out you know, at the end of your week. And then I'm sure there'll be other times where it's nighttime for us and super early for you, but we're going to make it work because we think uh, this this is worth it. So uh, any any last thoughts there, Mr. Nick? No, I just, yeah, I think that's great. Absolutely. Um, thank you. You sitting there at the red light listening to us right now. Thank you. You at the stop sign. Thank you. You just getting away from the family. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, but no, it's been awesome. This has been a fun journey and I'm super excited to keep it going. Um, even though we're 13 hours apart, we're, we're bringing it to you as much as we can because um, that's how much we love scuba diving and that's how much we love you. Oh, Nick, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from Mr. Hogel, the man who snuggles his scuba gear oh, in his hotel room. I know room you stuff. do too. Everyone does it. Oh, if you yeah. don't snuggle, you're dreaming about it. <laughs> it's true. And your gear's not going to work. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of your flat earth myths. I know. If you don't snuggle your gear, if you it don't will love not work your gear, you. it's not going to love you back. That's true. It's true. All right. Well, uh, that's it from us. Uh, we hope to have you back on the next episode of The Dive Table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com.